There we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a. It is. is it, it's Saturday, but Sunday, so a bit of both. Um, Saturday, fine. Sunday stream. From the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Saturday for me, Sunday for you. Um, it it is great to have you on, Evie. I've been following you on Twitter for a while and uh, reading in on the the atomic essays, and I'm sure we'll go over that for those that aren't 100 familiar with what an atomic essay is. Um, but do you want to do a quick intro as to who you are, what you do? Because I'm sure you know you better than me. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Danny. Um, I am, uh, what am I? Uh, during the day, I do marketing and I teach uh, people, mostly health and fitness professionals, how to do marketing. But uh, in my other time, I'm a creator. I am a full-time Twitter person now. Uh, which uh, which is really fun, and uh, I write uh, and create products online every day just to help me be a better person. That's what I've been saying. That's that's my new line. Yeah, I, w I was just about to say something that uh, I, I actually bookmarked the tweet, and that was the answer that someone had asked a question saying, "Why do you write?" And that was that was what you gave us. Like, I like that. I like that a that's lot. It. Yeah. It's so atomic essays, I'm I'm quite familiar with what they are, and I imagine people listening in probably are as well. But do you want to give a, a quick rundown as to what you, how you explain atomic essays to people that that don't know? Okay, so they're like for me, I think they're like the beginning of a blog. Everyone kind of generally knows what a blog or an article is. It's fair. It's usually a bit longer. Um, you know, let's say anywhere between, I don't know, six, 600 words to however many. Um, so an atomic essay is 250 words. So it's like uh, the very start of a thought um, that you might turn into something else. And so basically it's uh, how I do it is it's 250 words. I put it on an image that goes onto Twitter and then people read it, interact with it, and uh, and so what it does is it, it gets a really um, a quick feedback loop. Like, whereas, like, if you're writing on your blog, it's hard to get people to go there. It's like, what do you tell, like, how do you tell people you've written a blog, that kind of thing. So um, it's kind of got uh, a media distribution on Twitter or wherever you, you post it. Some people post on Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, and so, um, so you get that really quick feedback loop. And then, I mean, a lot of the time I take that and I, I do other things with it. So, you know, maybe I'll turn it into a long blog post or, um, a, a Twitter thread or, or something like that. So it's just, um, a really quick way to get your ideas out there, get them validated and write every day. That's what I write every day. Not everyone does. I, I have been writing every day since the beginning of the year. So I think I'm at like 180 something days or however many yeah. days we are in the year. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not 250 words though. I I took a kind of Seth Godin approach. Uh, and oh. some days some days are 20, 30 words, other days could quite easily reach 400, 500. So it's, it's yeah. a mixture, but it's just getting in that habit, exploring different ideas for me anyway. Uh, I, I will well, say, I, <laughs> I, I will say I, uh, I started video journaling uh, as a, as an, a, a sort of a 
an accompanied thing uh, to help me explore my ideas and thoughts because I find it easier to speak through ideas than it is writing. So I just record myself talk talking for 10 minutes. Been doing that for almost 90 days now, I think. So about halfway through. Yeah, well, I think that uh, my atomic essays have now become my, it's my new journal, except it's like out there in the public. So whatever I'm thinking or like I, I for me, it's really helped me clarify my thoughts, like things that might have just been like knocking around kind of in my head for, for a while. It's like you have to actually like articulate that, put it out and then at, like, you know, then people are like, does that make sense or not? Um, so, yeah, but I think Seth, Seth is one of my, like, you know, like I, I, if ever I'm thinking I don't want to write today, I'm like, just go to Seth's blog. Okay, he's written today, like, and for the last 500 days or something. <laughs> and so Way I'm more than that. It's like 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I just do a little check-in. Seth's okay. Seth's written. I'm gonna write. <laughs> just a mental yes. Okay. It's yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I'm not. I'm not sure whether you've you may you may have heard or seen him say this, but he said he made a decision 20 years ago that he was going to blog every day, and he doesn't have to think about that decision. It's the same as like cleaning his teeth. It's just I made that decision back then. I don't question it. It's just what I do. Uh, and that's the approach I took beginning of this year and carried on. Yeah, and I, so, I think it's excellent. Like, and I think that's really, like, a lot of people, because the whole Atomic Essays is part of a program called Ship 30 for 30. Um, so you commit to the 30 days. And then I'm, like, it's not easy. Like, uh, it was, like, the first couple of weeks I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. And then, like, the third week I'm like, I never want to do this again. Um, but, and then two days later, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm doing this forever. But I think you're exactly right is that when you make a decision, I think that just makes it easier for you. It's like, okay, this is what I do every day. I don't, I, I you know, yesterday I had a big day. I was out, it was a Saturday. And I was like, no, there's no decision. I'm going to come home, write the essay, you know, and, and yeah, it just becomes a part of who you, of who you are. Mm. Mm, yeah, I mean, even even with the surgery that I've had, I've I haven't been able to do the video because obviously lights, but I still blogged. I've still written something just to get something out. Just it's almost like I feel yeah. like I should. <laughs> I I kind of see it as the world kind of you know like the world needs to hear those thoughts, or I at least need to put them out so that I've. I don't know. I've got them out of my head. They're not in my head anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what it is, but when, when I don't clean my teeth in the morning, I, I just don't, I don't feel right. It's like I've missed something, and that's how yep. I feel without writing or without doing a video blog. Now it's like I, I just don't feel right. It's not, not normal. <laughs> yeah, I know how, I know how you feel. I love it. So. So you mentioned the atomic atomic essays have sort of become your journal. Did you journal before doing the ship thirty thirty atomic essays, or is it something you sort of just? Um, I would say I've tried to journal, maybe, um, and uh, and I have like on and off, um, and you know I'm diligent. I have a 
journal uh, in my notion, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. It's like, you know, there is a tick box that said, did you journal today? Um, but uh, sometimes, I don't know, like I, uh, I don't think anything kind of fit me, like as in like I'm like just writing about, okay, well, this happened today or I felt like this. But like I think for me it is it is like the clarification of of what I'm thinking. And a lot of my essays are like like something that I've thought during the day. So like, you know, uh, uh, this week I wrote something about um, uphill and downhill tasks and it was just I was working out how to like have energy throughout the day and why some days, you know, you have a lot of energy and some days less. And so then I just start writing about that. So I think a lot of the time it's like a combination of what's happening and then me trying to understand it and then articulate it. Um, and so, yeah, I think, and I think it's working. Like I, I really feel like a lot of clarity. Um, and yeah, like I feel like I can explain things a little bit better and you kind of get good at articulating things. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's, oh, what was it? I, I heard a term on a podcast not too long ago. Um, it was an art of coaching podcast and it was uh, like formalizing your opinion, actually thinking about your opinion rather than just sort of having it. And I think writing or just articulating it in some way makes you go, makes you actually think over what your thoughts are. Thinking about your thoughts. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. And I think not everyone is not everyone is a uh, writer first. Like I like the idea of, of you, you kind of speaking it out, like whether it's video or audio. I think a lot of people do that. Like, and even a lot of people in Ship Thirty will, you know, go out for their, their morning walk and use Otter just to kind of like record and, and transcribe what they're thinking for that day. And I think that's good. It's like you you kind of. I don't think everyone has to be a writer. You know, there is other forms where you can kind of like, you know, I, I don't tend to be able to talk out my thoughts as much as I can write them down. It's very, it's so strange. Like you think about it, like it feels exactly the same, but it's actually, you know, it's just I think the way the brain processes things. Yeah, completely different experiences. And I think there's there's pros and cons of both. I like I enjoy mm. speaking it because I, I like the I'm I'm very uh, visual <laughs> and I changed the tonality of my voice and speed which has been brought up in many of my videos you'll talk too quickly um but but I can I feel like I can put more emphasis in what it is that I'm saying so when I look back I find the video more useful than the words because I can feel what it was that I was thinking when listening to it rather than reading and I'm like what emotion was I feeling when I wrote that that that's just me when I look back at those things, which is something yeah, interesting I've noticed. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's it, it, yeah, it brings in almost like the feeling of that day into it. Cause sometimes I will start the talk yeah. feeling like the last few days when I've got back into it, obviously I felt pretty pants because of energy, surgery, etc. And the start yeah. of the talk, the start of the video, I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. I get And like a minute in, I suddenly get this like urge. I'm like, oh, there's an idea. And then it goes and listening back, I could just hear my energy increasing at different points. And like, that was obviously a, an interesting topic. That was an interesting, and I just mm. went for like the next five minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes is surprisingly short. 
<laughs> well, that is true. But, you know, now you've got me thinking because I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, because even in a conversation, like, you know, it's the difference between like writing an email and then, you know, jumping on a on a phone call or a Zoom. You can kind of, you know, see that, that I think it's like energy. Um, and uh, yeah, now you got me thinking. Maybe I might uh, do some do some audio recordings and uh, and yeah, I like that. practice for YouTube as well. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, so something something that is intriguing me when it comes to all the people's like different types of creativity, like whatever their creative medium is, whether that's blogging or videos or podcasts or products or business courses, etc., etc. There is always this, this idea of idea grabbing and then doing something with it. Uh, I spoke with uh, Bav, I think it was last week. No, it was the week before. Um, about her note-taking. She reads a lot of books or listens to her books as well. And she grabs the ideas and sort of has a note-taking-ish system, but it's it's not quite refined. And she was, we were sort of going backwards and forwards about ideas. So I'm curious how you, do you have a uh, an ideas page? You know, like, I'm going to write about this, like prompts and cues, or is it very much a, I'm going to talk about this today? Um, no, I do have uh, a whole list of ideas. So every time I think about something, my basic rule is if I have an idea, I, I put it in there and I have to brain dump it. So whether that's a few lines about it or most of the time it's a couple of paragraphs. Um, so I'll just be like, yeah, quick, you know, quick little idea. And sometimes it's just like a random idea, like, you know, like, I don't know, it's just come out of my brain. Um, or, but, you know, it's funny that I say that because I'm like, the other day I was like, this is just random. And then when I was going back through some of my notes from like stuff I was reading, I was like, oh, now I know why I had that idea. Like you see like the little uh, the little thread through it. But then sometimes it is that I'm reading something. Like I read an article the other day from Ryder Carroll about rituals and habits. And that just then sparked like all these different ideas for essays. So it could be, it could be both of those, but every time I put the idea in. I have to brain dump it. It's like it's like I don't have a decision now. Like that's just my my rule. And so now I have I don't know. There's over a hundred ideas in there. So basically, I I can either go to the idea library. And so I usually on a Sunday I'll take some time to like go through everything and see like okay what's interesting. And so I'll move them into my up next. And so I have a whole lot of kind of things that I can work on. And a lot of the time, like, I'm not, okay, I don't really follow the rules, like, of Ship 30, like, so it's like, have a time to write and, um, you know, like, have your plan there and, like, all this stuff. I don't do that. I'm just like, okay, what seems interesting today? Uh, like, even yesterday, I wrote three, I, I kind of moved forward three different essays until I got to the one that I really wanted to put out. Um, so I kind of like, sometimes I potter around, like I'll, I'll just be like oh, a little bit here, a little bit there. And then some days it's like random and I'm like, new idea, like the whole thing. So it's just, it's, it's chaos. It's chaos here. Organized mess is the term I like to use. <laughs> it's like a little duck. It's like, under the water <laughs> and then on, on the surface everyone's like wow this is just so good i'm like okay 
Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, before we address uh, Paolo's question, I've I've seen Bass's mention my glasses. Uh, they are for my eye, protecting it from the light. Just confirmation is doing better, but still can't look at screens very well. Uh, <laughs> so, Paolo's asked, how do you prioritize the pieces you want to develop? That's a really great question. Um, I have one filter, and that is, is this interesting to me? That's it. Um, and I don't, I'm not like a, okay, like for the next seven days, these are all of my things. I just have a bunch of stuff and it's just, I just call it the Upex pile. It's like, I've got here my, like a couple of magazines and they just kind of sit here. They're like in my Upnex. It's exactly the same. Um, and so I, um, and yeah, it's like for that day, does this seem interesting? Does that seem interesting? It's the same. The, the con how I came across the concept was when I read the book How to Take Smart Notes, where um, he uh, he never uh, read or wrote anything that was uninteresting to him, and that kept him interested in the process. Like the process never became boring, and so that's kind of how I tend to write. It's like okay, if I can write something that interests me every day rather than, well, I said I was going to write this and so now I've got to, like, really sit here and, like, you know, like try and get it out of my head. Um, it's like, well, actually I'm not, I'm not really feeling that today so I'm just going to, like, park that one, go over here, write this thing. And then, you know, like yesterday's essay was something that has been sitting there maybe for, like, a month and it's just been sitting there just, like, waiting and things like I like to use the term like percolate like it's like they just kind of percolate around and then you know at the right time they just kind of okay they're out there that's it nice i i think a term that i've seen used quite a lot in the the zettelkasten zettelkasten how you pronounce it space um is mm -hmm. evergreen notes budding notes uh and, and the idea that the seedlings budding notes and evergreen and it's the idea that they're growing growing inside sort of your unconscious thinking that sort of behind the scenes i think so and i think everything everything is actually like even if you're not consciously thinking about it you are always kind of you because i mean because they're always sitting there every time i go in i think am i writing about that today no not today um but like then you're just and i think like then you're looking for things like subconsciously to add to that. Um, so like I, at the moment, there's an there's a essay sitting there about white space. It's been sitting there probably for two months. I haven't done anything with it. But all the time I'm like finding stuff about white space, dumping it in there. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of how I process it. Yeah, I, I think we are very similar in that sense. I mean, I have... I know my list is over 700, but I don't know where over 700. I just stop bother. I just like, you know what? I just keep adding and taking stuff and that'll do. <laughs> That's it. And I, I think it's, to be honest, for me, it's better to have more ideas than less. Like I've, like I, I could, I don't think I could go through, well, I don't think I could commit to writing every day if I didn't have a big idea library. Like, I think I'd just be stressed out every day, like, what am I going to write today? Um, so it's, and I think, you know, like, and some ideas I don't think will ever see the light of day. They're just like, 
that was a random idea. Um, but at least it's in there, at least it's out of my head. Um, and, um, and if I want to do something with it, I can. Yeah. The, starting is the hardest thing. And if you have pre, uh, prompts and cues to get you started, there's the biggest barrier out of the way. That's the way I look at it. Well, that's it. Yeah. And when we, like when I started in chip 30, um, we, there was like 30 days of prompts. I use the prompt one day, but I do actually keep the prompts in the back of my head in case it's like a day where I'm like, oh, I'm just not feeling anything. What can I write? So it's all, it's good to have prompts as well. But I think, you know, if you are the kind of person who tends to like collect a lot of ideas, I think then you can, um, yeah, you can just use those. Yeah. A lot of my ideas will sprout off into one as well. I'll, I'll have something in my cues. I'll have a look at it for a day for 10 minutes. I'll talk about it. And like seven or eight things will come from that 10 minute talk. I'll blog about one and the other six <laughs> get shoved back into the list. <laughs> yep. Uh, it is. So, it is. Oh yeah. It, it's just never ending. Never ending. Uh, Paul has asked uh, a couple of other questions. Writing yep. several at the same time. Do you write several <laughs> at the same time? Yes. Um, so I was just looking this morning, I think I want to about eight in my up next. And so they all have something brain dumped in them. And then if I read something and I want to kind of dump some more info into it, I'll do that. Um, but yeah, I do tend to I do tend to have kind of a couple that are and they're just in different stages. Uh, like you wouldn't, I mean, it's 250 words. You wouldn't think that I need uh, to write in stages. But sometimes it's like, you know, I've written it and then I'm like, mm, I don't know. Um, and so I think then it's like, okay, I'm just going to park that. I'll do that tomorrow. And, yeah, so I just write a little bit. Some some days I write one and it's one and done. Um, and then other days I write a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, and uh, that's how I've tended to, yeah, just, I think, be able to sustain writing and publishing every day. So yeah. is it more of like a, a refinement process of the, the ideas that are in there rather than a, a writing from scratch? Yeah, so I never write from scratch. Only the brain dump I write from scratch. So when I have the, because I always think that the time that you're most passionate about that particular thing is when you have the idea. The same as when you said, like, when you do the video, you know when you had that spark, like, you get it. And so I think it's the same. When you have an idea, you've got the spark. And so I just, like, I just prioritise that and I make sure that I write as much as I can um, just um, when I'm thinking about the idea. So that kind of is there. Then what I'll do is um, I'll usually try and, like, judge, like, if I'm having a low energy day, I'm like, I try and like see, okay, how many words did I write in that brain dump? And I'm like, okay, I don't have to move that forward too much, so I'll choose that one. So sometimes it is just about energy. And other days it's like, oh, you know, like I've, I've you know, I've got some brain space today. I'm going to think about this. But, um, but yeah, I tend to find I do a lot of brain dumping, and then I'll take that and I'll move it down kind of into my final essay piece, um, and then I'll start to kind of refine that and so I, I find that the easiest thing to do because I'm never starting anything from scratch I've got all these ideas that I have like writing already and I find it easier to edit that 
than to kind of think think up things to write. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like we said earlier, it's easier to start from somewhere than nowhere. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, Pauli's coming in with some great questions. Uh, do you register? Do you register every idea or just the interesting ones? Ooh, yes, that is a good question. I would say um, no. I think I probably put everything in there because sometimes I like I don't really know what will be interesting to me. Um, like so at that so at the time where I had the idea, it's really interesting, and so I'll write that down. Um, but then later it might be like, you know what, that wasn't as interesting as I thought it was. Um, and so I'll, uh, you know, I'll, it'll either just stay there um, until it becomes interesting to me again or um, uh, or I'll just go, no, I'm just going to abandon that. I have a little tag that says abandoned. <laughs> yeah. That, that it's interesting to me to hear you say that because I, I write down absolutely everything. Anything I notice, I'm like, I'm putting that down because I have no idea what's going to happen in future. And hearing you say, oh, that's an interesting idea. You look at it later and you're like, mm, it wasn't as interesting as I thought. And then the reverse happens. You're like, that's really boring. Let's write it down. And then a couple of days later, you're like, actually, that links with this. Ooh. Yes, that is interesting. Yeah, I look. I very rarely abandon any idea. Actually, like it's it's there, and I have done it. Like there was some stuff, like like when I look back, like from like because like, I've been doing this, like actually writing down ideas uh, since last sometime during the pandemic last year. Um, so and like at that time, I was like really interested in like iPad productivity and you know stuff like that. And so like that's not really in my head much anymore. Um, so a few of those, I was like, no, nah, I don't want to write about that anymore. <laughs> Different season. It may come back round, though. Well, I hope it does. I really hope it does. It all hinges on the Notion app, really. That's it. <sighs> yes. Yeah, Notion and, and tablets. Hmm. I, I don't have a tablet well, or an iPad, but... To be fair, any app and the iPad is... You know, it's hard. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I don't get me going on the brand of iPads because I will go back there. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I've I, I've recently got a computer, but I've always been on like a laptop. So iPad, like the whole drawing thing, just not done it really. Oh. It's oh, all typing. Oh, very interesting. Okay. You know, I do love my iPad and I do love to draw. Uh, I was excited when Scribble came out, but it is crap. Uh, I hate using it. It's not intuitive at all. Um, and I, I wish I could. My iPad can last all day, all day. I can take it to the beach and I could work all day, but then it's just so limited and I'm just like, yeah, I mean, as a, as a student, I lived on my laptop, which is why my laptop was with me for so long, which was why it was so hard to get rid of it. Uh, everyone was telling me, you need, a you need a PC, you need a computer. I'm like, but it, but it survived so much. It survived my, my degree, <laughs> or both of them. Oh, yeah, no. Well, now I have the M1, um, the MacBook Air, and I am in love with it. It is the best all-day battery as well. So now I hardly use my iPad because it's like 
well, this thing is so good and all the apps work. <laughs> Bonus. I know. Except it's like, oh, if you're out, you've got to connect to Wi-Fi. That's the only thing. It's like not always connected. But, you know, yeah. It's a trade yeah, that, that is something I noticed Uh when when uh, lockdown and stuff happened is people were saying that oh we i suddenly have wi-fi but because i was a student all of the time i was out the house i was either at the uni at the library and student wi-fi because we always have and i never had a wi-fi issue never because yeah. as a student and coming back and hearing people say oh i don't have to worry about this anymore i was thinking i didn't even think of that as a worry um similar okay. with people from america and flying i I fly when I want to go on holiday. I don't fly to go like just somewhere. <laughs> it just seems like people in America go flying like every other day. It's like, why are you flying again? Oh, I fly man. once a year. They're flying like country. once, once two weeks. A big country in America. Yeah. They fly everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going, going to Wales uh, next week, driving six hour drive. Someone in America probably just fly the difference. <laughs> you think in the UK, you drive everywhere. <laughs> Six yeah. hours. Yeah. I mean, get on a plane. I love driving. Unfortunately, I can't drive because of my eyesight at the moment. So it's mum yeah. and dad are taking like a tandem thing. But I love driving. Yeah. I can drive. I so I drove to Plymouth. So I drove like to and from Plymouth because that's where my sister's at. It's about five hour drive, five five and a half hour drive. Did that there and back in one day. It's just so much fun. Love it. One day. Oh my gosh. Eleven hours in a car. I mean, I do like driving. I don't mind long trips. I I like a road trip every now and then. Pauli's question here. I kind of like put it off a little bit because I don't like deadlines. <laughs> um, but how do you both or any of you set deadlines? I mean, speaking for myself, I don't set deadlines, but we could sort of go on. Do you set, set deadlines? No. <laughs> I don't even have a due date in, my, uh, in, in any of my tasks. Um, things in Notion. Um, I I tend okay. Here's how I tend to do it. I I work week to so I do six week cycles and I'll choose projects to work on during the six weeks, and then I work week to week. So it's like I have a whole lot of things to do in that week, and I, it's I it's very interesting the way I set up my writing um, compared to the way I set up my weeks and everything else because I have the same system. I have a whole lot of things. I move those things into up next and then I choose interesting things to work on. It's really strange. I mean, obviously I do have, there is things that are time sensitive and, and that kind of thing. So I, I have um, I have a tickler, um, what is it called, a tickler field? Um, and that came from GDT days. I used to be a huge getting things done person. Um, and so basically it's like it kind of like uh, it used to be like folders you would set up. So you would have all these like month folders and then day the days. And so if something was due on a certain day, you would put it in that folder. So I do that instead. Like if something is time sensitive, I'll have I'll put the date in there and then that will automatically come up on, on that day um, that I need to do it. But mostly I don't do deadlines. Yeah, um... I mean, with the with the blogging slash journaling, as as I mentioned earlier, it's sort of a I don't set a deadline because it's just something I do. I, I wake up, I clean my teeth, have breakfast, yeah. and then talk to myself. <laughs> it's, it's it's just what I do. Um, 
when it comes to videos because like on youtube is sort of you you set your own deadlines again i take the same approach and i have a, an expectation i will put out a video this week um roughly yeah roughly sometime previously it was three then it went to one because i was doing loads of other bits and bobs uh and yeah. obviously next week i don't think i'll put one out but it's it's not necessarily a, a deadline it's just i give myself an expectation i think it's the way i approach it anyway yeah i like that some kind of expectation that you're going to do that this week i mean daily stuff it's like yeah i know i'm gonna write every day so and i don't i don't have like lots of people have sacred hours that they write i i don't i just write whenever i've got the chance or i i know i have to find some space in the day so, and sometimes it's like that happens in the morning and um, a lot of times now it doesn't i used to when i first started writing i was like i have to write in the morning otherwise what happens if I can't find another space in the day? And so I started to get a bit stressed, but now I just know, well, it's actually not going to take me that long. So I, I, I know I'll um, I know I'll find another spot in the day to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was very similar. I, I when I started writing at the beginning of the year, I wrote at the beginning of like at the beginning of the day, kind of like mm. a an eat the frog type methodology, is like get it out the way, yeah. do it because not a fan of writing. Uh, and it was it was it was basically that way until I started video journaling and I was video journaling. Um, I started doing it at the end of the day because I thought it was going to take longer. It actually, doesn't. It's like fifteen minutes, and writing is about fifteen yeah. minutes as well. Um, it's ten minutes talking, five minutes of processing and stuff. Uh, and then I realised because I was getting so much energy from the video journal, if I put it at the beginning of the day, because I was looking forward to it, it was like I want the day to finish so I can video journal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to talk to myself. Uh, oh, I love uh, it. So I was like, you know what? Instead of putting it at the end and me going, come on time, speed up. Um, I just put it at the beginning. So I put it at the beginning of the day. And now it's like I wake up and I'm like, I want a video journal. I will video journal. And then I'm like, I mean, I'm 100% anyway. But I'm so energized to like do that thing because I, I write up my video journal in a blog or a point yeah. that's brought up. So it's like, I'm talking about it, then I'm writing about it in a, a more condensed, summarized format, and that's included in all my notes, which is where I spend most of my work, scripting, making stuff. I'm like, I'm just going. So, it's like, yeah. it's like it, it primes you. It primes you for the day because you get all those thoughts out and you're kind of, okay, now you're, um, uh, yeah, like now you've got clarity and then you can then you can kind of go and do all the other creative things mm, that's very cool yeah it's 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 interesting how affirmations uh, uh what's the words gratitude uh, journaling there are lots of different methods meditation is another one lots of different methods that i have loads of notes on in my in my second brain <laughs> um <laughs> loads and loads of notes of notes from videos and podcasts all sort of bunched together i need to really i'm going through a a process of processing my notes further um, and actually making them really densely linked. And I'm loving it. Uh, but all those sort of things, I may, I may go over it in a minute, actually. Um, but all of those sort of things are there to sort of get you going. And for me, none of those things really moved me. They were, they were more mm. of like tick box tasks. I've done my affirmations. I've done my meditation. Yeah. And I never looked forwards to doing it. I was like, I should probably do this now. <laughs> I got the box. <laughs> so sometimes yeah. I was like, I, I just want to tick it. I just want to tick the box. Forget the thing. I just 
the dopamine hit of chicken it. Um, yeah, it's so interesting you say that because I think I think the same. I mean, I still uh, I still do gratitude I, and I do meditate, but not necessarily as a I suppose a primer for for my mind or my writing. Um, like I do it because I know that it's it's going to be good for me. I feel good and uh, and I think that writing has become that thing that really like switches my brain on um which is a whole different thing to like like meditation for instance that switches your brain off like not off but like you know into more of a relaxed state whereas like and that and you need that and you need that balance of both but like writing and even like reading and being in my zettelkast and that just switches everything on and kind of lights lights everything up yeah so, so moving through with the the Zettelkast, and I, I actually recently processed, like further processed one of my notes on uh, various note-taking methods is the name of the note. All of my notes that I've processed are very, very sm short, but they're very, very densely linked. So it's almost like every other word is a link to another page. I use Obsidian. You could do the same in Rome or Notion or insert app name that has internal links. And the the Zettelkasten note card system, whatever words you want to put on it, that sort of system where where you have like short notes, short ideas. How do you link slash review them? Yeah. Um, so I so I I use Notion. So all of my like uh, cards are in like a like they're one item, and then I use toggles to have all of my kind of literature notes inside that, and then I link out and, you know, da-da-da. Um, so I I just kind of jump in, like, you know, and I, I don't really do it religiously, like not like I do writing. Um, it's just like, oh, yeah, I might jump into my, no my notes today. And so I'll just open one up and I'll start to kind of read, and then I might kind of, rewrite something or like something sparks like another thought I'll just oh yeah I'll quickly write that down so and then it doesn't actually take me that long before then I'm jumping into like creation mode and like <laughs> sparking another idea so like it like and I think you know you're right in that like they're potent notes like they have these little thoughts and they're so dense and then they just like, like it doesn't take very long before you're like yeah, okay, I've got it. Like, I, I, I've got this. And I think because you see everything linked together, it's like, and and I, I think that's where a lot of people, they don't actually, like, I think um, our brains naturally link things together and remix things. But if, you're, if you don't have those inputs and you can't see that kind of visually, you don't realise what's happening until, like, a random article on something connects with, a, a book that you read and you're like, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> yeah. So it is like, it is like a brain, like in a sense. Yeah. I, I think that's what the graph you tries to show. I think it's too messy for me. I like looking at it. Like in my opinion, yeah. I like looking at it like, Oh, that looks cool. That looks really nice. Uh, and seeing some of the nodes get bigger is attractive it's, it's nice to yeah. see but i don't really it's not used uh but well, the linking think, of notes yeah i i don't see the graph as useful 
And it's one of my things I'm like, I don't really care to see a graph um, because for me, that's not the, I'm, I'm a very practical kind of person. So it's like, it's more of, um, for me, it's just more of like, yeah, like going in and looking at the ideas and then, you know, it's like you follow the threads. Uh, I think it's probably easier in Obsidian than it is in Notion, but it's still, you know, make it work. People people really, when I put my Zettelcast uh, template out there, my first one, I put it into the Reddit Zettelcaster thinking these guys will be really interested and I was so excited. Well, no, that did not happen. People were like, no, you can't be doing this in Notion. Oh, my gosh, what if you lose all these notes? You could lose your brain. I'm like, okay, let's just calm down, people. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, I, I think whatever works for you, like just use that. That's my that's my thing. So I've lots of Rome friends, I've lots of Obsidian friends, and you know they tease me sometimes because I'm doing this stuff in Notion. I'm like, all right, guys, all right. But you know that graph, it's not doing you any good. <laughs> no, I think the the biggest feature that I have noticed having so processing the notes the way I'm doing is very hard to explain without showing, and I don't want to show my notes because. Um, yeah, it's, it's really confusing if you don't have a full explanation. I'm going to do a video at some point about it, but my because of the way Obsidian works, if you hover over a backlink, it shows the page, and I can oh, cool. look through the page whilst in the other page. And if there's a backlink in that page, I can interact with it. So it's almost like I can go down an endless path of notes while yeah. still being in my original page. So I'm, I like I'm just... I'm all over the place. And when I'm working in Obsidian, my sister came in um, recently. She came in. I had nine I had nine different pages up because Obsidian, you can have as many as you want. And at the time, I had gone down this rabbit hole of all these notes I'd made. And I had like 17 things going like across my screen, like small little squares. <laughs> she was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, yeah, okay. It probably looks a bit messy. <laughs> yeah. It's your brain. It's your brain exactly. on the screen. <laughs> exactly and that that's what it looked like it, you i the best way to describe it is you know the windows thing the 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 old windows error box that came up when you moved it, it you just got do, that's what it looked like all over the screen <laughs> but there were all different pages it was just a mess oh, uh, so <laughs> oh yeah it's, oh, it's great fun and I, I love working out. I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, this can go with this. And I'm copy and pasting over here and backlinking it. It's just, it's fun to create all of that stuff and explore the ideas. And then you look back at it and you're like, there's more. And you just yes. keep going. And that's exactly it. You just, uh, you just keep on connecting things, connecting things up, adding new ideas. And then when new inputs come in, that changes around like, you know, like maybe it's like, you know, something you hadn't thought about or it's an opposing idea. And so, yeah, it's, I think it's really fun just to like play. It's For me, it's my playground. Like I just play around. Yeah. yeah. There was a, this This is actually something that I, I linked uh, during one of my videos, actually. But uh, there was a video I was watching on language, learning languages. And this guy was talking about learning spoken languages. Um, and he said the best way to learn a language is to live in the language. So be in an environment where you're constantly being exposed to these different things. And I love that term, living in the language. And I sort of shaped, shaped it a little bit. And I was like, I'm living in my notes because that's what I'm doing. I'm 
living in my ideas and thoughts. So I space repetition, active recall, flashcards. I'm not doing the, the flashcard thing, but I'm living in my notes. I'm in my notes so much that I can go, oh, I have a note called this that references that. And I can just search it, link it, do whatever, because I'm living yep. in my notes. And I, I love that term. Yeah, that's cool. I really like that, living in my notes. Because actually I feel like the notes are also living. So it's like this yeah. whole ecosystem that's happening. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, it's, I'm gonna it's one of my. <laughs> it's it's the name of one of my notes. Living in my notes, and obviously backlinked and linked all over the place. My, uh, <laughs> my biggest I, I note. Just... Oh, sorry. My 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 largest note is uh, how to take permanent notes. Because when I was reading the book, how to take smart notes, I was like, I'm not like I wasn't like getting it at first. So I was like, okay, now I need to like create a note for how to take notes it's very good <laughs> yeah i it's interesting my my note system now i i have kind of made my own terms up a little bit but i didn't like the the evernote zettelkasten there were too many too many pieces of jargon and lingo in there that i was like i i need just basic words so i was like i have a capture note which is exactly what it says it's a note that i've captured mm -hmm. I have yep. a processing note, which is a note that I'm currently processing. I, I need to go through and sort it. Okay. And then I have a working note, which is a note that is, it's, it's been finalized, but it's working because it's never finished. Mm. And, and that's it. Like, I, I don't want complicated terms on it. It's just those three. What note is it? My capture notes are massive because there's loads of notes yeah. taken from videos. Processing notes, a little bit smaller. Working notes, very, very small, but densely linked. Yes. Yeah, I like I like those three terms actually because it's very hard to um, to explain the Zettelkasten system sometimes because you've got literature notes and sequence notes and permanent notes and all of this and so it, like when I'm explaining it to people, it's like uh, that's too many notes like and they just kind of turn off. <laughs> so then I yeah I kind of like having you know something something simpler. I like that. Mm. It's uh, that's come from uh, plain language. I watched a, a TED talk, uh, a woman talking about plain language, 2014 TED talk, and she spoke 18 minutes about plain language and communicating. Communication is a whole part of my system, but plain language, yeah. getting rid of lingo, jargon, and just using actionable words that everyone knows. Seth Godin's spoken mm -hmm. about it. David Perel's spoken about it. All of them, <laughs> all the capture notes are linked to this one note, as you can imagine. But it's just, and that, when people say, how do you remember this stuff? I'm like, I'm living in my notes. Like all these things I'm making links constantly. I can't, I can't forget really. No. Well, and I think also um, naming them those words, like you said, they are action words. So they, they actually get you into that mode. So it's like, okay, I'm capturing, you know, I'm processing, um, I'm working. So it, it actually helps you to know, what you're doing at that specific time. I like it. Okay, I'm going to go changing a few things now. <laughs> well, oh, I heard something on a podcast today. Oh, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it was a really nice term. And I'll, I wrote it down. It's in my caption note. I've only seen it once. Um, <laughs> When it gets when it gets in there, it'll be easy to recall. Uh, right. so to get to Pauli's question, 
big master task database, several database connected. What's your, your notion database sort of framework yep. baseline look like? So I do tend to have um, like main databases. I don't have like databases for everything. So yeah, um, actually only just yesterday I created a secondary task database to separate out like my day, just separate like my day job compared to like create a life um, because it's just getting a little bit too connected and I need it to, I need it to be separate. So, um, but yeah, like I just have, uh, usually I would just have one master database, like even like for things that I'm consuming, I just have one library like I was like, I, I can't have a video database and a books database. Like that just doesn't work for me. It's like they're all the same thing. So I try and keep them at the top level and then categorize out things. Otherwise it's like there's just too many things happening in the, uh, uh, in the Notion workspace. So, yeah, as much as you can keep a main category of things but I do I also do have a team um, in my day job so they they get access to some tasks they know other tasks that I'm doing that kind of thing but yeah it's All a work right. in progress everything's a work in progress <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean it's it's one of those things that I've used, I use Notion for so, so, so long. And it was one of those things that the database structure I really liked. Something that attracted me about Obsidian is I, I don't need to categorize anything anywhere because it's just a page, it's just another page. So I don't have yeah. to think about how many databases I have. It's, it's just another page. And yeah. because of the structure I have with a capture note, I have a source, so I've got metadata in my note, and the source is wherever yeah. it goes. That could be a PDF, a video, a podcast, a, a picture, a tweet, anything. It's just a link. So I don't have to worry yeah. about any of that. Like you were saying with a, a video database, I'm like, no, it's it's a capture note. That's what it is. Mm. Yeah, that's very interesting. I, um, I think that there's, and I was talking to somebody yesterday about Rome and, like, I think that there's people who work very well with like that categorization, like they need, mm. they need that structure. Um, I tend to be one of those people. It's like, okay, I like, you know, that's like, you know, my idea here and now it's in this section, but other people do just tend to just be a little bit more organic, I think. And so they can, they can handle that um, more kind of graph. Uh, everything's kind of like, <laughs> it's funny. I I, uh, I think I wrote about folders yesterday, or maybe the day before, and I've got a note in my space about overarching categorization. And there are certainly pros to folders and overarching categorization, like tags. But then, with all of that, what I found anyway was if I have folders or tags, I go, oh yeah, that's that. Oh yeah, that's that. But there was no specific link. I'd look at the tag or look in the folder and like, how is that related to that? That they might be, but. I then have to like remember what I was thinking, like how are they linked, are they linked? And sometimes they weren't really directly linked. It was just under that category and it was a bit too vague. But for seeing everything as a, a top level view, so useful. Yeah, and I I think you no, know, I try not to do too much categorizing. Like I try and like keep things very top level. Um 
because otherwise I just think it just, then it just takes too long. Like it's like, okay, yeah. I've got to give a category and a type and then this and that. And it's like, no, I don't, I don't have time for that. It's like, you know, things just are in general, you know, like if it's a task, it's like, okay, um, I, I categorize the type of energy that helps me to actually do things and to plan my day well. But if it's just, if I'm just categorizing for the sake of it, I don't do that. I, I don't have time. Like it's got to yeah. be, it's got to be really practical and actionable for me. Um, and with in Notion, I try and I try and do things like use filtered databases and things like that to make categorizing super easy. Um, like the other day, um, fil filtered databases stopped working, and it was like, <laughs> I, uh, wait, I have to like go in and like like choose categories. I'm like, what's happening here? Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was like a moment where I'm like, oh, actually, I use these a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it's it's funny that the the arguments between Rome and Obsidian a lot of the time it comes down to that that high level what Rome can do that the high level filtering and sorting of information and things like that and I'm like mm -hmm. I probably would use Rome if it was free like Obsidian but it's not so I won't um, <laughs> it's not cheap it's actually not cheap either like no. it, it, yeah I mean look I have um, I've done I've tried to do Rome Book Club three times and failed um, because I thought, you know what, I should probably have a look at this thing. And then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, guys, no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but, you know, I also, like, okay, on my computer I have one folder. Like I am not a folder person. Uh, and, you know, same as in my emails, I do not um, have any folders. I just archive everything. Um, and I think that we live in a world now where search is pretty good, uh, um, actually excellent, but you could probably search for something and find it. And so that's what I do. I'm just like in my emails, I search for it. Same as, you know, in Notion. I, I don't use search actually that much in Notion. I don't need to. So I pretty much can find everything. Um, but, you know, the same as, you know, if I'm looking for a file, I'll just search for it. Yes, I'm exactly the same. And that so I saw system in this question. And I'm curious, I know you're familiar with Tiago Forte. Are you a, a para person or are you just a I'll search and find it? Um, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm a para person. <laughs> I probably am, like subconsciously I'm I probably am, but I don't think in that way necessarily. Um I I think it's great. <laughs> I just like I think I already had there was I already had a lot of systems. Um, I come from kind of GTT, and then I already think a lot about my system, and so I just kind of then take little parts of everything else and and build it in. Um, so yeah, I don't think I use Power. Yeah, I it's I tried to implement it just out of like okay, I'm going to see yeah. if it works. And I just went straight back to what I already already do. Like for those that are unfamiliar, para projects, areas, resources, and archives. And my archive, I already had an archive folder. Resources and areas I didn't really use. And projects was just yeah. my active folder. Like I'm doing this stuff. I need it here. I'm done with this stuff. It goes archive. That's it. I think the best way to take um, new inputs, right? So, you know, for Tiago, that makes sense for him. That's how he's built his whole system. And so then I think you take that and you 
either if you don't have a system and that makes sense for you well yeah you can take that and kind of then start to iterate on it but i think if you already have something that works like this is my biggest thing is that like so many people like you know new app comes out and they're like oh you know like i want to play around with it i'm like but is what is what you have not working oh no it's really working i'm like well you should stay with it like the same as like you know if you've got a good system um like even in like i mean this is a big problem about notion is that you could go anyway with it and you could do anything with it. And so then when you see somebody's new workspace, you're like, I'm changing everything. And I'm like, but like it was working for you before. It's just that this is like shiny and new. And so I think, you know, I think there's a real problem there. I, I really, I mean, I've fallen wood as well. Um, and so it's like, you've got to think, okay, well, like, is that going to add to, you know, what, what I'm doing, is it going to detract? Is it going to take me, you know, the whole weekend to, you know, to implement that thing and change my whole workspace around? Um, so I think you've got to like, you've got to bring in the inputs and then find out is, will that work for you or not? Yeah. And I think, I think Bass has just mentioned or Tools and Tech has just mentioned uh, the thing I picked up from Power Out was using the same exact project name everywhere. Um, and it's, it's interesting yeah. he's brought that up because when I look at systems, I have mine. Everyone has a system. We have what we do. And you're like, yes. I'm going to take that bit. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to borrow that bit. See if it works. Rather well, than just I think completely. That's good. Yeah. A little, a little borrowing of everything. Well, just like you, you just told me about like the names for your notes. I was like, I might borrow that. Like, you know, like it's still, I have, you know, still my system, but now it's like, okay, I'm adding a little bit. And so I think everyone should be building some kind of system. Everyone has a system. It's, it's about, and I think where I come from is like, I think about how I work. I think about the workflow. I think about how to, you know, make it better and more flowy and that kind of thing. And I think everyone should, you know, have that, that kind of thought about, okay, how am I actually getting things done? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, there was another question from Bass. Oh, yes. Oh, th this one was directed at me. Okay. Use. Oh, that's a plugin thing. A plugin. When It's interesting because I know Notion have plugins. I will answer your question in a second, Bass. With with the plugin for Notion, do you use Save to Notion, the, the Chrome extension plugin? Okay, no. Um, I use... The unofficial one. Oh yeah, I do. Save to Notion. Like I don't. Use, yeah, I don't use the official uh, clipper. I did mm. for a while, but Save to Notion. I like that I can set up different um, quick quick saves. I don't know what they're officially called. I call them quick saves. <laughs> Making up our own terms as we go along. <laughs> That that that's that's interesting. So what what do you do with those? Because in in my head, you you have a a database. I would imagine with your all your ideas and quick captures. So what what do you have in those quick saves? Is it a, a tagging thing or no? So I have basically saved to library. So articles, stuff like that, I'll save into the library, and then uh, once a week I go through my saved items and I categorize everything out um, into the up next files. So that's that's number one. Um, the other one is uh, I've got a wish list. So, um, and it's mostly filled with books. 
so, um, so and so my rule now is like because because I use Kindle most of it, most of the time. It's like I I will not buy a Kindle book straight away. I put it into the wish list and then I make a decision on it. So that's kind of the second thing. And then the third one is just a swipe file because I I am in marketing. So a lot of the times I'll come across let's say a web page or you know an email something like that, and I just want to put it into my swipe file. So there's like three. They're the, they're the three main things that I save. Okay. That, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I was just thinking because for, for me, when I was using it, and it's something I spoke about in the last last couple of weeks with Layla and Jimmy, was automations. Mm-hmm. And when you automate the incoming process, it, it removes the, the thinking of what am I doing with this note? So for me exactly. and my, my system, it, it goes in, but I have like four contacts with it before it's even like – it's there then it's i process it and process note then working note and then it's into something and the the automated system when i was using notion it was it was just putting it in this place that i I had to remember i'd put it there but you've got different databases for different things that makes sense yeah and i you know i come from a marketing automation background that is my uh my specialty Um, but i'm i'm actually very against automating a whole lot of things. I like the idea of processing. I think it uses your brain. Um, and I think that's important when it's like notes. Because like, otherwise what happens, and this is what happens like if you have pocket or Insta paper or anything like that, is you just clip like hundreds of things and you never get back to them. And so in so I, I'm like I, I just stopped using pocket. And I'm like, okay, I save it. And then the next step is that once a week, I go through my anything that I saved, I process that into my up next pile. And so it kind of moves along. And so it's the same as you've had like touch points with everything. And so it's more of an intentional um, process rather than just automating everything. Yeah. Yeah, agree with that one. I do have a follow-up question on something in there. Uh, but Bass, to answer your question when it comes to plugins, the only plugin I use is the calendar plugin to navigate between days. I don't use anything else because like, I just drag and drop pages all over the place and use my hotkeys, like shortcut hotkeys for everything, like open page, close page, move page, links, search. Like My hands don't come off my keyboard. So nope, just the calendar plugin for me. <laughs> uh yeah, for, follow-up question that I've now forgotten, but it was a really good question. Oh. I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't have answered that question because now I've forgotten mine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's completely gone. It'll probably come back to me halfway through saying something else. Probably. Uh, you know what? What was I thinking? What were you just talking about? You were talking about something. We were talking was... about not automating everything, manually processing using save to notion i remember asking the question i was like because i remember asking the question going oh there's another question but i can't remember it i can't remember it never mind uh i I do have another another point on my on my little obsidian over there before we before we round it out i realize we've hit an hour stories telling stories story storytelling uh storytelling through writing through different mediums communications etc do you think about telling stories when you're writing your your blogs your journals or like are you talking to you you talking to uh, a specific person Mm -hmm. like an avatar in your head an audience like what what does that that storytelling look like in you for you yeah 
it's, it's such an interesting question because I think in my personal writing, I'm not really thinking actually about anyone. Um, maybe maybe I'm just thinking about myself. I don't know. Now, now I've got to like really think through my process. But like as a marketer, I would 100% be thinking about somebody like if I'm writing for my job, I'm like thinking about that person, writing for that person. But when I write as a creator, I think I am just diving in and kind of maybe going more internal and um, and kind of, you know, thinking through like, okay, like and a lot of the times my writing is about my experience or, um, you know, something that I've, you know, uh, an idea that's sparked or, you know, I tried this today or that. And so I don't think I intentionally do storytelling, but I do think that I tell stories about, yeah, like what what's happening and what's happening in my brain. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Good. Yeah, because what what I've seen through different people, like Seth, uh, talks about doing uh, doing better things, more making things better by doing better things. Uh, yeah. Gary V talks about sharing your journey, sharing your experience, and Tom, I can never say his last name, Billy, Billy, I, I can't say his last name. The the yeah, the blue person, like all of his thumbnails are blue. <laughs> um, he he's. He, he talks about uh, sharing experiences and journeys. And Simon Sinek, again, is, is talking about being connected with people. Everyone sort of has this, this different viewpoint on telling a story, like what lens yeah. you're saying, what sort of tense you use. Are you talking about you, to you, et cetera? And the, the things people create, like the vlogs are very much, a, I'm telling my story to my audience. A lot of the time when I'm, I'm watching that and you either, yeah. you either connect with the person, you're like, I'm, I'm with them on that journey. Or you just, yep. for me anyway, you're just like, nah, it's not for me and gone. So it's just, it's interesting to hear your, your thought process and say, okay, how am I going to write this? Yeah. I think, and I, I think I probably write more in like my tense than like you should do this or you should do that. And I think that only comes from the fact that sometimes I find Twitter a, uh, a bit of a scary place where I like I don't want to fully say like well you should be doing this because I don't want to get like backlash on that I just say well I do this and uh, maybe that will help you um, and and so I think that probably just comes from that whereas like um, yeah like because I had a bit of a um, I don't know like uh, at first I was like oh, do I really want to write on Twitter do I want to put my opinions out there because it 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 isn't always like a lovely place. I have found a really beautiful like corner of Twitter <laughs> where everyone is lovely and it's like rainbows <laughs> every day. Um, but it's, I know it's not always like that. So um, yeah, but I think, I think I find it easier just to say, guys, this is what works for me. Um, and if that works for you, fantastic, like thumbs up. That reminded me of the question I had as well, because I was thinking of a podcast I was listening to earlier today about controversial conversations. Um, again, the art of coaching. And he, on so a little bit of a background, he's a strength and conditioning coach. That's my master's degree. So that's where that's the world he comes from. And he's very yeah. upfront and blunt about his opinions. And the podcast is very raw. It, there is almost nothing he doesn't talk about, but he's very sensitive yeah. and appreciative of topics that are talk, spoken about uh and i was wondering is there any or how much censoring is there in in what you write do you write things and go i don't really want to say that just in case this that and the other 
Uh, I think so. Um, there's actually, actually, I've got an essay sitting in my ready to go that I haven't put out and it's been three weeks because I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want to say it. Um, that's probably the biggest example. Like I haven't, there's no other essays that I've been like, well, I'm not putting that out yet. Um, but I think that, I think naturally, um, you know, when I was a younger person, like a teenager person, I was very opinionated and, um, and I think sometimes like life experiences kind of like, you know, you, you kind of get beat down sometimes. I, I did a lot of debating and um, and I had a lot of pushback from people. And so I think I naturally stepped back um, from putting my full opinions out there, um, which I think is actually like I've, I've discovered that, well, actually not everyone has to agree with my opinions. Um, and... And so it's made me a little bit more of an open-minded person where I'm happy to like, like, and I actually, I love the exchange of ideas. Like, you know, even just like, you know, hearing you kind of talk about like, okay, you work in this way, somebody else works in this way. Like my, my major gripe is like, if I put something out there and somebody is like, like the other day I said something about, I don't know, capture systems or something um in notion and you know one of my friends was just like well actually it works um like you should be using Rome or like it was like a real like you know like just you know right right giving advice I was like actually you should use what you like using so it's like I I do I love the exchange of ideas and I think the more that I put stuff out there the better I become at kind of that back and forth and not censoring myself as much yeah it, it, that that yeah almost sounded like a I agree with what I've said yeah <laughs> yeah, like, okay. I, yeah I, I do that all the time especially in the video journals because I've got this thought going around and when I say it I'm like you know what what I was thinking is actually like right <laughs> like it is what I think <laughs> like confirming your own ideas yeah uh, uh, last question from chat before I uh, I, I fire away our uh, a little last question of the stream, which I love. I love asking, getting people's opinions on it. So, um, before we get to that, how do you, Evie, manage the personal exposure when writing out from personal experience? I mean, is there the only the only way of successful writing? Mm. Uh, I don't think everyone writes that way. I think there are people, and I, you know, I applaud them. Like, you know, they can think very. Um, like uh, like boxy like you know like so it's like you know they write about let's say like finance or something <laughs> um, like I'm like okay whatever um I just find the like my lens is my experience and so I think I just write better that way um and uh and so yeah sometimes that is you know like it does um expo I suppose expose me um but also, like, I think you'll find there's also a lot of depth to people. Like, you know, what you see on social media is, like, not even, I don't think even a percent of what is going on for people. So, like, yeah, there's other stuff that's happening or, you know, that kind of thing. And, and I think you just have to kind of balance how much you kind of talk about yourself. Um, yeah. It, it's funny. I see social media just like my camera. 
my camera is pointing at me and you can see my wall, but you can't see how far away my wall is. It's actually quite far. You can't see anything under, above, behind, to the sides of it. That's how I see social media. It is literally a camera pointing in this direction. I could point it that way. You see something completely different. That's, that's the way I look at and it. And it shows the best of everyone. Like, you know, that's why you put your camera where it is. It's like, well, that shows you in the best light. And and that's exactly what social media does. It's like, yeah, like I, I, I talk about myself and my experiences most days, but that's also a really small part. And it's this part that I've edited and <laughs> it's like I've done a lot of like massaging to make sure it looks okay, it feels okay, and yeah. Yeah, the, the, the follow-up to that one was uh, vulnerability is the source of courage. And I've... I've brainstormed that quite a bit, and I, I like that thought. What about you? Yeah, I do too. And you know, a lot of my friends actually say to me, "Like you, you're so brave." Like, and I, I don't, I don't actually think of myself that way. Like, when ten years ago, I quit like a you know pretty nice cushy job to like go and start a business, and they're like, "Oh, that's so brave." I'm like, actually, I think that was kind of stupid, but you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do think that not everyone uh, does feel comfortable to maybe share about themselves or share certain things. Um, and so, yeah, it does kind of, I think it does come across as, yeah, like courageous. Different like levels. I, I, I wouldn't actually say that about myself. Like, I don't know, it seems a weird thing to say. Yeah, different levels of risk aversion and risk tolerance. Uh, yeah. it's, I mean, I, I brought up those terms because I remember because I put it in a video, um, <laughs> living in my notes. <laughs> it's, Absolutely. So it's, it's funny. One of those terms I got like three years ago reading an academic article and the other one, so uh, I think it was like tolerance. I, I experienced like a, a podcast a couple of weeks before making the video, but the other term I already had in my system. And I was like, I could put those together. Didn't even think about it. And they're literally... Literally opposites, but so yeah. Um, to close it out, last question. I always love asking this one. Take mm -hmm. money completely out the window, right? Money is no no object. What would you want to see in technology when it comes to the the future? Where would you want to see developments in technology? And it can be literally anything you can think of. What would you want to see? Um, okay, battery life. I think that's the next big um, thing. Um, and I think it's getting better and better, but I just think like, yeah, like um, I, I think it's still holy that like, I mean, you know, like on your phone, it's like you last a day. Okay, then like an ear Apple watch, for instance, like, come on, guys, should last longer than, you know, like just get to the end of the day. Um, that's probably one. But I So I feel, did I, I think I just um, dropped for a minute. I feel like, yeah. you know, typing is, um, it feels not right, like not a human thing to do. Like, and I, and writing, like, you know, I've experimented, I've got my Apple Pencil, that kind of thing. But I feel like there's some other kind of like input language that should get us up from sitting down every day, you know, that kind of thing to like maybe a more natural way of, uh, dealing with technology and computers and, you know, whether that's swiping or something like that. I don't actually know what that, what I'm even like thinking or um, how it would look like, but I think, you know, we have to learn to 
I think, interact more naturally with technology. That Because I, I also feel like like most of my day, like let's say 80% of my day is sitting here in front of the computer in an unnatural state as a human. And I think we need to like somehow fix that. Interesting. That that goes along with one of the one of the ideas I heard uh, a while ago now, which was uh, the you know, the glasses you may have seen, where you can sort of like digitally organize things, and expanding mm. on that idea, and you could literally move digital files physically by picking them up, moving, and getting up out of your chair and going and doing something. Cameras on the walls. Who knows how it's going to be done? But that sort of idea. So yeah, yeah. there's been so many ideas brought up with that question. I love exploring it. We've gone, we've gone to space. Think, it, it, like everyone has their own kind of thing that they're like hoping for. <laughs> Battery life was not something I, I've, I've ex I was expecting as the first thing. Most people go like space or Jarvis from like uh, Iron Man. And like I say, like moving things with your hands, like moving digital stuff in your hands. Yeah. Battery life wasn't something I, I was thinking, but. Good point for, for, for devices. It's what powers us. It's what powers everything. <laughs> but also it comes from, um, like, I spend a lot of my time down at the beach. And so, you know, you have to have long battery life. Like, I carry this big battery thing for my iPad. And it's like, I'd really love to not carry that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm at home all day with, like, connected to, to, to the house. <laughs> right. So. Awesome. It, it was great chatting. It was great chatting. For those uh, listening or for anyone else that wants to let people know, this will be up on the podcast. I think tomorrow will probably go up. Uh, create pr Productive Creators Podcast. Um, if you do want to listen along, if you missed the beginning or you're just catching it at the end or for anyone else in the future. Um, but do you want to close out by directing people to a specific place? Is it just Twitter or anywhere else? You know, uh, like if you want to find me, I'm always on Twitter. That's where I live these days. Um, so you can find me, either search Ev Chapman or you can uh, find my handle E-V-I-E-L-A-N-C. Um, it's a bit of a strange spelling. That's why I go by Ev most of the time. Um, or just go evchapman.com and that will direct you to the right places. Awesome. For those watching on YouTube, the link to YouTube and Twitter is in the description so you can go and click there. Just making life easy, you know, as you do. Um, but thank you, everyone. Have a good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time it is where you are. And I'll see you guys in two weeks because I'm on holiday next week. <laughs> Yay. Thanks Bye, for having everyone. me, Danny.